0: All right, well, welcome to the Monday Minute of the Huntsback Country Podcast. Uh, as you may know, with these episodes, we answer your listener questions and just kind of informally chat about some other topics. Steve, how are you, man? Uh, doing good. Yeah.
1: yeah. The whole family got sick over the course of Thanksgiving break, and so that was frustrating, but what can you do about it? So yeah,
0: other than that, things are good. Yeah. We have returning, I can't even say guest anymore, but what was it, Jakey Coke? Co -co co-host or something? (laughs) Oh god, that kills me. Sorry, (laughs) Jake. Now you're good. (laughs) Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were just saying before this. If there's any background noise, it's because Jake's in his office and there's some hubbub going around. And I told him to shut his door, but why can't you do that, Jake?
2: Because I took over the closet, so the closet door basically was it doesn't have a window or anything, and it yeah just made it to where I was enclosed in here already. So there is no no door whatsoever to close. And so, yeah, I apologize if there's any background noise.
1: It is a big closet though.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I how like how is. Steve's like putting his HR hat on real quick. <laughs> well, you do have an employee in a closet, but it is a big closet. It,
2: it's, yeah. It's not a normal closet. That's for sure. It's a long, long closet.
0: Big enough Just, to put like a moose and some bucks in. I mean, I, got yeah, that going
2: on. yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't deserve it, but. It's, it's nice. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, we just wanted to uh, get on here, Jake. We're going to dive into a little bit of a hunting story with you in a bit, but also, as I said, answer some listener questions. And then we're coming off of obviously the Thanksgiving holiday and the once a year sale that uh, we did through Exo Mountain Gear. And again, thank you to everyone um, for your support in that. It, you know went really well we still have a ton of packs to ship this week uh, pretty much as soon as we get off this podcast it's going to be all hands on deck and get all those orders um shipped out this week so if you happen to have placed an order um from that it will be shipping soon if it hasn't already and we'll we'll send that tracking information out um also just wanted a sneak peek we should be launching next week a new giveaway that we're doing um Steve, actually, like you don't know all the details of how this is happening because we haven't talked about it and I'm doing it, but you had the initial idea. So what what's coming?
1: Well, I don't know what you've changed. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, no, I just wanted to highlight, um, so, I guess, so many businesses now that people don't understand or have been bought out by investment firms um, where profit motive, profit margin becomes... You know, every business is for profit, obviously, but there's certainly ones that do it in different ways and care about the customer more in different ways. And um, there's just so many of them now that really I've seen a lot in the archery industry that where these you know conglomerates come in and investment firms buy up these small companies and and then um, they just change over time. I've just seen it over and over and over again, and never for the better. Um, and it's just, uh, it just, um, I just don't like to see it. And, um, so I, th- I think we were just, you and I were just chatting and I was like, you know what, let's, let's reach out. Cause there are a bunch of great companies, uh, that we work with that are, um, you know, similar to us and how they operate with, you know, owner operated. Um, and so we just reached out to kind of as many as we could think of and wanted to put away a giveaway for December to give away some cool gear, hopefully get some discounts and, and, um yeah, just kind of highlight these companies that they exist still and, and are doing awesome, awesome work, making great products and treating their customers
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, so that we'll have more information coming on the giveaway launching, what the prizes are, how to enter, et cetera. It's going to be easy. But um, yeah, I've been working with a uh, dozen plus companies, have some amazing prize uh, prizes and, you know, just gear to give away as we highlight these companies and uh, just love this idea of, you know, a lot of it is stuff that we know, um, personally, but I think the the average hunter or consumer out there may not know like, Oh, what's an independent company versus these ones that are part of bigger conglomerates. And so to highlight these smaller independent companies is going to be cool. So just stay tuned for more. We'll chat more on the podcast next week. Um, and then share this giveaway in our emails as well. So again, if you don't already receive those, just go to com forward slash newsletter and you'll get a lot more details coming. Um, Let's dive into this quick speak pipe question. Uh, We touched on trade shows and whatnot last week, I believe, in terms of what shows we plan to go to with EXO. And as a response to that, this question came in that I thought would be uh, interesting to touch on quick. Hey, guys. This is one of your Canadian listeners. For trade shows in Canada, we have a very small selection that... Typically revolve around a lot of boating and waterfowl. What trade shows in the West would you recommend to attend for a big game hunter to see everything that's out there? Thanks, guys. Love the pack. Love the podcast. All right. So, a Canadian listener interested in potentially coming down to the U.S. to hit a show. Uh, let's all answer at the same time on 3, 1, 2, three, on <laughs> Expo. Expo. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Steve? Um, It's
1: just the best show that I've been to. There's a lot of good shows, great shows that are for the consumer, um, but Hunt Expo by far. If, I mean, if EXO had to do just one, that would be the show we do every year, and not from um, like we go to the Portland. I think it's the International Sportsman's Expo. So what Pacific, it is
0: this? Pacific Northwest. Sports oh yeah, Expo.
1: yeah, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, um, we go to Portland, and there we, from our perspective, sales wise, we do just as well as Hunt Expo as far as the amount of traffic coming through. But if the um, that that shows really, the venue's not near as nice. Uh, there's a lot of fishing, a lot of other things there. The the Utah Hunt Expo is just hunting, and I would say, you know, ninety nine percent focused on Western big game hunting. So you don't you're not seeing a lot of whitetail type stuff there. It's really uh, if you want to see everything, and not everything's there, but a vast majority of it is as far as the companies that are in the um, you know that are making products for Western style hunting. Uh, they're there and it's just a great show. It's a nice, clean environment. Salt Lake's a nice town to stay in and, and spend a few days in. So just the whole experience altogether, I highly recommend it. Yeah. What's your favorite part of it, Jake? Talking to everybody,
2: of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh and yeah. Yeah. Just that, and just the camaraderie of all of us hanging out outside of the office. Um, but no, I did ditto to Steve, everything about the Hunt Expo is super fun. Like this year was the, or early 2022 was the best time I had it on expo. Just, I think everybody was excited to be there after, you know, COVID. Um, Yeah. It's a, it's a fun show. I'd recommend everybody to go to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there, that's the show um, obviously that we all suggested. Um, There's other great shows out there, but in terms of being focused on Western hunting and also somewhat focused to, I don't want to say like your average or do it yourself hunter, but, like you could go to an SCI show, right? Like, or go down to Dallas Safari Club, which is one of the SCI SCI shows. And it's a big, huge show. And it may be better if you're interested in booking a hunt, whether that's for a safari or not, but there's more outfitters and things like that there. So if, you know, if that's what you're interested in, maybe there's some tweaks. Obviously there's sheep show, if you're interested in meeting with outfitters on that aspect of things. But if you just kind of want to like, You're more of a do-it-yourself hunter want to see all the gear all the companies all the things and keep it western hunting and big game hunting focused at hunt expos um the place to be for sure so that's um salt lake city in early february this year if you guys are interested in checking that out and as you said steve we will be there so if you guys are listening to this and want to swing by and say hey please do that jake let's talk about bit about your mule deer hunt this year and we'll pull on a few few topics and few threads but uh for context what what was this hunt has it some is it a hunt that you've had before this tag like leading up to it give us some info
2: yeah so actually this is the first year i ever applied for or no sorry ever drew this tag i've been applying for it since man i was probably 10 years old it's a really coveted tag here in idaho um and so originally my so my dad and i drew these tags together. We were originally going to hunt whitetail, but we applied last minute because we just figured we might as well get our names in the hat. Um, And sure as heck, we drew. Um, And so as the season approached, my dad actually felt that he'd like to give his tag to my little brother. My dad, ever since I was a kid, he's always been a very selfless individual. And he's not much of a rifle rifle hunter anyway. Um, And he'd just rather see his Son or both of his sons hunt, um, so it was cool to hear hear him do that. So now it's just me and my brother who's who have the tag. Um, so the hunt was great overall. We got into got got to look over lots of deer uh, in some neat country. Um, so like the first weekend, the weather did not cooperate with us. Um, we we went with uh, Justin Nelson, who's my coworker here at SNS. Um, Cam didn't go on that hunt with us. And it was just a crappy, crappy time hunting, just 50 mile an hour wind gusts, snow, rain. We did get into a a few mule deer here and there. um, And I did get a chance at a decent frame buck, but I was really hoping for something bigger. I mean, I've only killed, only killed one mule deer buck, but with this tag, uh, I mean, with like a 4% draw tag, I was really hoping to get into something pretty nice. And I knew I had more time um, to hunt. So we went out the second weekend again, nothing. And then the third weekend uh, we went out, we went off on a tip basically about hearing about some mule deer um, from my, from a friend of a friend through my dad. Uh, So we actually took Cameron, my little brother out that trip um, for, for a nice buck. Uh, So anyways, we, we went out that early that morning and passed on a few meal deer in the uh, early in the morning with there was a, there was a little bit of wind uh, coming through and Cameron really couldn't make a shot. It was just a small three by two buck and we knew we had a little bit more of time left in the day to, to go chase chase another deer. So we passed on that guy, went around, went around basically this big canyon and we just wanted to get away from the wind and uh, get in a good spot where we can oversee a whole lot of country. Um, So we, we sat down, got the glass out and sure as heck, right when I pulled the glass out, um, it was one of those times where you literally put the spotting scope on and right then and there, giant mule deer buck is in my scope. Um, So we knew that that buck was going to not, not going to be staying in one spot. um, We assumed actually. Um, So we immediately got the spotter, put in the pack um, and, and loaded the packs up and basically try to make a game plan for this nice buck uh, for cam just it's hard for him because he's 13 years old um, and basically what I forgot to say is um, on this day we went out specifically for him just you know it's hard for him to to glass a deer and you know he's still learning how to hunt I mean I remember when I was that age um, it's, it's hard to kind of do all those things so we went out specifically for him um, anyway so we went down and tried tried basically uh, cutting this buck off but sure as heck he actually just stayed in this little, this little ravine. Um, so we got around this little bend and, uh, saw him in his bed. And we knew like, if we, if we tried to approach him with Cameron, um, he would, if if we tried to approach him, basically get a shot, that buck would get up and, and just start moving. So we knew we couldn't do a jump shoot with Cam. So basically what we did was we just waited this guy out and we, we waited for him to stand up for, I think, four hours. It was actually difficult for my brother to kind of stay interested um, and, and stay awake. He was laying prone for yeah a couple hours and my dad kept having to nudge him. And my dad and I were just <laughs> laser, just glued onto this one spot. Cause we actually couldn't see the buck. We could just see the area. And we knew once he stood up Um, it was go time. Uh, I I did forget to mention this buck is this buck. When I saw him is a nice, nice mule deer. Um, something that I was wanting to, you know, chase. Um, so anyways, four hours go by and the buck finally moves. Um, and at this point we actually, we actually had Cameron and my dad move just a little bit, kind of like 50 yards to the right, a little bit more. Um, and so I, I'm to the left of them. And that buck gets up and I'm able to see him. I have a clear shot on him and everything. Um, and I'm looking up to my dad, my brother, and I have to give mad props to my dad. Cause he's got patience like no other. Um, cause I'm sure you guys know how it is too. Basically with Cameron, he wasn't able to find the deer in his scope for a while, trying to get set up perfect on a prone shot. Uh, and that buck just stayed there. Um, didn't even have a care in the world. I He didn't even see them kind of moving. I mean, it was little to no movement at all, but it, it felt like a lot. So anyways, finally, Cameron was able to get in the scope, made a great shot on him, a little back, if, if we were to get you know critical on the shot, but then was able to get another one in him real quick. And we were just, we were thrilled. Um, so we went up and saw my dad and he had tears in his eyes and that was super cool. We got to the buck and it's just, it's this just gorgeous, gorgeous buck, um, super heavy, uh, super wide. And yeah, I just couldn't be more happy for my little brother. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of ask me like, are you bummed you didn't shoot him? Um, and the answer is no, like, I'm so happy to see my little brother shoot a nice buck. I mean, I'd rather be him than anybody else. Um, so yeah, it was, it was super cool. Like, the first, first nice buck we see, I mean, it went picture perfect for every, for, for Cameron, uh, cause you'd hate to see kind of like a cruddy situation happen, wounding the buck, him running away, yada, yada. It, it was awesome. Um, so I mean, it was after that skinned him out. I actually went back to the truck, relocated the truck, hiked back, helped pack, pack the thing out. And then we were, then we were done. I mean, it was a super easy, uh, easy, fun hunt. So, it was uh something I won't forget. That's for sure.
0: You know, I talked to you that Monday after that weekend when that happened, and you had been getting after it for a few weekends in a row, and I was excited to hear. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't get a buck, but my brother did." And I could tell, like, how genuinely happy you were that that went down for your brother, even not even for yourself. And I just thought that was super cool. It's, it just goes to show like it starts that selflessness really starts with your dad, giving up the tag one, and then you just being happy for him and making sure he had that opportunity, even though it was a buck that you really wanted to get after. It's really cool. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah,
2: right. When I spotted him, you know, I knew going into it, it was, it was that day was specifically for Cameron. So no, without any hesitation, I just said, all right, Cam, let's, let's go get you set up. Um, And it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, sure. I could have killed that buck and, you know, gotten Insta famous. I, I don't, I wouldn't even use that word, but, (laughs) um, I don't know, like just, I I wouldn't say it's an Insta famous buck or anything like that, but a lot of people could go into it like, oh man, if I killed that buck, you know, a lot of social media likes for me, yada, 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 It was, um, I've learned a lot from my dad and, um, and he's passed a lot of that selflessness onto me. And so we hunt great as a team and, uh, like last year when Cameron killed the buck, it was super fun. We just love being around each other. Um, so with this happening again, this year, it was great. It was a great shot. I forgot to mention it was a 200 yard shot. You know, we closed the distance from like 900 yards. Like I have to give mad, mad props to my little brother. He's turning in quite to, quite the, quite the hunter, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah. To have him lay prone like that for so long. That's like even, yeah, that's, that'd be tough for any kid just that yeah. you don't have any, you have zero patience at that
2: age. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was hard. And the one cruddy thing too is, um, I struggled with this as well, like trying to find stuff that I like eating in the backcountry when I was his age. And so he's even worse than me. Um, and so he was not eating any of his food. And so he was just kind of bonking, wanting to fall asleep, like I said before. Um, so yeah, my dad's just nudging him and Cameron's just got glossy eyes, trying not to fall, fall asleep behind the scope. So yeah, definitely a, a lot of moving parts for my dad to uh, kind of keep it, keep his eye on
0: skipping ahead, you got to hunt, get out a few more times, but ultimately didn't fill your tag past more bucks on this. And I'm just like, personally curious, since this is a tag you've been wanting to draw, like, how do you feel about that now? Are you still happy that you didn't just settle for something or where's your head at now that this hunts past you?
2: Yeah. So yeah, my dad and I actually went out on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, the wind was finally calm and we found lots of deer, uh, a nice four point on one doe and he pushed off of Few smaller bucks, bedded, and then bedded in some thick, thick sagebrush. Uh, we waited them out, but we have—I never actually got a shot on them. Um, yeah, overall, yeah, I—I I passed on quite, quite a few bucks. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not bummed. Actually, I thought I would be, you know. And I talked to Steve before we left um, the office on Wednesday that I wasn't, I wasn't going to be picky at all. Granted, when I, you know, hunted on Thanksgiving, it was quite a few smaller bucks that you could shoot on a general tag. And, and I know like with this tag that it's really very rare to draw. Um, you don't get the opportunity to shoot a big buck if you shoot a smaller one. Um, so yeah, leaving it with uh, kind of eating my tag, I'm not bummed by any means because I was able to experience, you know, what a buck of that caliber or caliber buck on that hunt, um, you know, by my brother, him taking that was super cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, No tags filled for me this year, but man, I got out quite a bit and it was super fun. Definitely learned a lot as a mule deer hunter, um, just glass, glass, glass. And I feel like my glassing game has improved a whole bunch from this hunt, but hopefully, hopefully in the future, I can draw that tag again. I doubt it though. Uh, It's a really hard to draw tag, but super cool with how it all turned out for, for us as a family.
0: Yeah, What do you practically because i i do think you're good at glassing like you you spot game well is that just time behind the glass or have you picked up on anything like strategically or from a tactic perspective that you intentionally do now that you feel helps you spot more game oh goodness i would say it's more just luck <laughs> <laughs> no
2: um i think the best thing for me is just looking behind the spotting scope and I really i just catch movement that's that's the way i end up finding stuff like when I was with you and Kyle just catching movement is, is the best thing for me. I wouldn't say there's like a specific tactic by any means um, for me, like other guys do. Um, I think it's just really quickly scan over everything and, and look for movement. And I think that's how I get lucky most of the time. Um, that, Cause that's how I've spotted majority of, of the game. Um, and, and then like my brother's buck, he was moving kind of um, on the run to go to his bed. But other than that, I mean, you know, after just years and years of not finding anything, I start to learn where they actually do hide, uh, or animals hide in general. Uh, and so having the spotting scope is just critical. I love a good spotting scope just to be able to reach out and touch things. Um, and just patience. That's another one. Just having a lot, a lot of patience.
0: <laughs> well, nice. We have, uh, we have a lot coming up guys, a lot to do this week as we get all those orders out that we talked about, but thanks for taking a little bit of time and listeners as always, if you have any questions for us, um, we're super excited, especially as we're going the off season, it's a nice time to really dive in and take some more time to think through, you know, hunts coming up tactics, things you learned this year, gear changes, et cetera. So any questions you guys have along those lines, be sure to send it over. And we'll be happy to chat about those on future Monday minute episodes. So you can do that by sending an email to podcast at exomountaingear.com or look for the link in the show description that says leave a message. And you can leave us that audio message, uh, using whatever device you're on now. So as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back this Wednesday with another full length episode and we'll talk to you then.